it is as a trainer or a fitness professional, I think, really important to understand what's happening in the marketplace, to understand the research, but not to have to try to apply absolutely everything you know to the client. You're listening to The Fitness Industry Podcast, powered by Australian Fitness Network. For articles, resources, and inspiration to grow your fitness business and career, go to fitnessnetwork.com.au, where you can also find a huge range of online and face-to-face courses, accredited for CECs and other continuing education points, with up to a massive 40% discount for members of Australian Fitness Network. In this episode, renowned trainer and educator Krista Popovich talks creating a sense of fun and community with training clients, managing mixed abilities in small group training, and her top training tools for outdoor group work with Network's Catherine Wehan. So welcome, Krista, to the Fitness Industry Podcast, and thank you for giving up your time today. Today, we're going to be talking about keeping your training cutting edge and fun. What do you believe are the key things to keeping sessions fun, Krista? Well, I think the key things are really how you engage with your clients. So when we have that positivity that we can spread to our clients, it really keeps that engagement high. So being able to really create a community within that small group environment and, and having the social bonds to it, I, I believe, are really important to, you know, to the success of that. Okay. And so as a, as a trainer or an instructor, how do, you, how do you create that community? I mean, interpersonal skills and things like that are so big as a fitness instructor. <laughs> and personal trainer, but they don't always come naturally. Mm -hmm. So how could you encourage someone or what things could you suggest they do to try and create that community within the group that they're particular, that they're training? Mm -hmm. So as the trainer, I think one of the One of the things that works actually well is to partner people up. So Mm -hmm. having an opportunity to create that partner environment with your small groups really starts to break the ice. So you can do it in a way that, you know, maybe they don't want to touch their partner, but you can use a modality in between like passing, you know, pushing on a stability ball or passing a medicine ball and just some kind of fun drills to really break the ice right in the beginning of the session. So Mm -hmm. it gets everybody kind of communicating and they feel a little bit uncomfortable. So they kind of giggle a little little bit. So it's a really nice icebreaker. Mm -hmm. So that helps to to really get that going initially. Cool. Awesome. And then let's talk cutting edge complexity and simplicity. I think people kind of tend to get caught up in thinking cutting edge and they want to be the forefront of what's new and, you know, cool in the industry equipment wise or training modality wise. But is it always about that? What about just keeping things simple? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I I have to agree with you that sometimes less is more. When we talk cutting edge, though, it is as a trainer or a fitness professional, I think really important to understand what's happening in the marketplace, to understand the research, but not to have to try to apply absolutely everything you know to the client. Uh, You know, less is more in the sense that, you know, maybe you do uh, certain exercises not just once or twice or three times so that they actually there's a success uh, that the client actually will achieve by doing a movement pattern or an exercise more than one time. So I, I do believe that what some trainers 
do is is that they they know a great deal which is fantastic but they try to pile too much on and and that gets a little bit complicated for the end user which is the client so you know the question of complexity simplicity cutting edge cutting edge to me is you know being on top of what's happening in the industry and then complexity and simplicity is looking at what is best for that client can you progress them to the more complex movement patterns where they are at that stage or do we need to keep it to the more simple simple patterns yeah simple options yeah fantastic and then obviously talking group setting within that how do you manage a group of of participants where we have a variation of fitness capabilities strength levels and things like that and and identifying someone who wants the more complex option versus someone that's going to need to really pull it back and just keep it really simple how do you as a trainer with a group, really kind of hone in and manage that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, one of the one of the things you struggle with. It's not like the one-on-one where you have that opportunity to, to work with that person at that ability. You know, often when we take small groups, it's whatever the time slot that it was that fills up and you can have 65-year-old female starting out to an 18-year-old, you know, athlete who's wanting to add small group training. So it is, it does create a, a level of complexity for you as the trainer. So the ability to be, first of all, really prepared before that session with modification and options for the different exercises that mm-hmm. uh, that you give. So I always think of it uh, as in three stages, you know, that beginner that beginner move, that intermediate, and then the more advanced. So it does as a trainer, you, yeah, you're multitasking all the time to be able to provide that, the correct uh, progression or regression, even sometimes for the client. So definitely it takes a, a bit of planning and organizing and, and multitasking to do that well. Yeah. And of your participants and classes and groups that you take, what are some of, do you have any particular go-tos that you love or that you found that your groups really like to get involved with and drills that they do that you sort of bring back because you know they enjoy them that you can share with the listeners? Hmm. I, wow. That's that's a whole toolbox of ideas I'd have to think about. You, you know, my philosophy is whatever I choose to do, I try to do it in a way that's energizing and energetic and fun. So it could be jogging on the spot and, uh, you know, I'll do silly things like, okay, jog over, especially if it's a larger group, you know, jog around, find someone to say hello to, do you know, face that partner or that person and do 10 jumping jacks and come back, you know, so just basic movement stuff that, that are go-tos where, you know, if it is a jumping jack and someone can't do a, do a impact move, then we can do a low impact toe touch kind of, of, of option. So yeah, using the, the really base fundamental movement patterns that most people know, jog, run, jump, step touches and, and those types of things and using those as the core movement patterns. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then in terms of you know, using equipment, sometimes if we have a time slot, but we don't really know the number of participants turning up and things like that, that can kind of be a bit of a challenge if we are using equipment in a session versus body weight and doesn't matter how many we have. What would you say would be the three key pieces of equipment that are quite versatile that you could use within a session that a trainer could potentially have in their car to move around and do an outdoor session with the group? Right. Uh, well, three pieces, uh, medicine ball, or a kettlebell, something like that. Uh, a resistance band would be fantastic. I mean, I know uh, three. Oh, my favorite. Oh, gosh. You're only allowed three. <laughs> only allowed three pieces. Wow. Uh, resistance ball, medicine ball. 
Does Matt count? <laughs> uh, and some probably some type of a balance piece. I mean, it would be great to have a TRX or a suspension yeah. training attachment, something like that. Uh, yeah. But again, it depends on numbers and so forth. So any small equipment, I would say, would be what I you know, you know what I would like to do. You know, can't fit uh, ten stability balls in my car, so <laughs> I have yeah. to look for some uh, smaller choices options. that way. Options, yeah. 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 The suspension trainers are great, but it's just not always appropriate or achievable. Yeah. <laughs> Totally yeah. in an outdoor <laughs> setting, right? So, yeah, it's always the hard part with those ones. But definitely, I mean, resistance bands, small weights, and a, you know, and a medicine ball, you can do a ton with that, and they don't take up a lot of space. So, yeah, awesome. And then for a group trainer, what would you say are the three biggest tips that you could give a small group trainer to take away today? I would say number one is that as the trainer, your role really is to convey positivity. So if you walk into that session super positive, your clients are going to going to recognize that energy. And so it creates it creates a, a positive experience from the get-go. So I know some days we just don't feel like training. You're like, oh, but once you get there, I mean, you have to be on the minute that mm-hmm. uh, you're ready to go. So definitely one is to convey positivity. Number two is to really understand the dynamics uh, within the time frame in the group that you're working with. So like we talked about earlier, different skill sets, different levels, you know, those types of things. So how do you then get a good handle on working with those different uh, backgrounds and experiences and fitness levels? And then the third one would be to really keep the personal into small group training. I know it's uh, it's not as the same, obviously, as one-on-one, but it can still have that personal feel by connecting with people and really helping them to figure out what their goals are and how do you how are you going to help them to achieve those goals within that uh, within that setting. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you for your time today and sharing some of your key tips on keeping training cutting edge and fun for the fitness industry podcast. Thanks, Krista. Thank you. For a wide range of online courses focusing on group training and PT program design, including the course How to Become an Outdoor PT Star, head to the network website. Courses are fully accredited for CECs and other continuing education points, and network members get massive discounts of up to 40% off. Go to fitnessnetwork.com.au forward slash CECs today to grow your skill set and fitness career.